Welcome to the Untaming Femininity Podcast. I'm Igena Gerasi. And I'm Sam Allen. And we believe that untamed women are real and powerful. Our podcast is all about inspiring curious women like you to speak and live your truth and to express your femininity on your own terms. Tune in for your weekly dose of depth lightness and heartfelt shares. Well, today we are super excited to have an animal communicator on our podcast. And I know from personal experience how excellent she is. Lynn Schuster is a leading animal communication expert and teacher. She is the founder and CEO of Animal Spirit Talker. As a telepathic animal communicator, Lynn has the ability to hear what the animals have to say, and she is able to help strengthen and bond relationships between animals and their human families. And a very, very warm welcome from both of us, Lynn. Thank you so much, Sam. It's so great to be here. I'm so excited. And McGinna, it's so wonderful to meet you today. Yes. (laughs) I'm so delighted that you're here and so curious as well. It's my first time that I meet an animal communicator. So my first question would would also be, when did you first know you could talk to animals? Uh, that's a question that many, many people ask me. Um, I When I was a child, I had... Um, invisible friends. I, had, I knew my guides um, and, and angels. Um, And it made me very happy to talk to them, but I didn't have anybody in the human, in human form uh, to talk about that with. And so in order to feel like I fit in, um, I kind of just turned off the volume and I stopped talking to them. Um, But in 2002, a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine um, asked me if I wanted to take a Reiki class Um, and I didn't know, I had no idea what Reiki was at the time. I thought it was reflexology. So, and I wasn't real sure I wanted to work on people's feet, but I did want to spend the weekend with my friend Sue. So, and it was out of town. So we would have to have an overnight stay and won't that be fun. Um, What I found out is that I love Reiki. um, And my mentor, uh, that was my introduction to my mentor, Rebecca Moravec. Um, I studied with her from 2002 until her passing in 2014, and she was uh, just a beautiful woman and um, a telepathic animal communicator, and she reminded me that I could do this, and so with with some practice and and daily routine, um, I have, uh, I feel that I've gotten quite good at it. Um, I absolutely love what I do, so that really helps of course (laughs) absolutely and you can feel the love that you have for what you do and I know that again from the session we had when our beloved Ziggy went missing for a week and you were just a savior you know at that time and he did come Mm -hmm. back just as you said and yeah I'm curious actually and I was at the time when we were having that session how do you hear the animals when they're speaking to you how does that come through okay so um Uh, It's the connection is made through the breath. So deep belly breathing, feeling your belly rise and fall. 
and um, and bringing yourself into just right here into this moment. Um, I usually use a photograph of the animals to make the connection. And um, so what I do is visualize the animals in my mind's eye, that picture of the animal. State my intention is to speak with them. My intention is to speak with Ziggy. Imagine in that photograph. When I see them animated or moving in my mind's eye, I know I have a connection. And from there, we have a conversation very similar to what we're doing now. And so there's the way um, that I connect is through, um, through what I call the clairs, clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, and claircognizance. I always forget that one. <laughs> oh, those words. <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. um, but so it's seeing pictures in my mind's eye. It's clairvoyance. So I'll look at close my eyes. I usually have my eyes closed um, when I'm talking to the animals. And I say, I close my eyes so that I can see. Um, so I'll either see pictures in my mind's eye. Um, I might hear their voices, which is a clairaudience. Um, and it sounds, when I hear their voices, it sounds like it's somewhere back behind my physical ear. Um, and their voices are usually um, innocent, uh, more innocent and childlike than my normal mind chatter. You know, my normal adult, you know, voice that goes through my mind. Um, and I feel like that's up here more in the front of, of my brain. Um, so that's, it's very slight, but um, difference, but um, I can tell the difference between my normal um, thinking and the animals' voices. It feels like just slightly different. Um, sometimes I feel their feelings uh, and, uh, in my heart or even in my throat when they're really, when they're really afraid, it will go up into my throat or down into my solar plexus. Um, so, but my favorite is the is a heart opening um, when I can feel their love. And that's always the goal of every session is to help the animals and the humans open their hearts and, and feel love. Um, the other way that I do is sometimes a sense of knowing. Um, so claircognizance and, and clairsentience are feeling and sensing. Um, and so I, we all have those metaphysical senses, every one of us. And um, besides our physical senses of seeing, hearing, tasting, touching, feeling, you know, sensing. Um, and so when we're aware of those metaphysical senses, we can then begin to speak with the animals and each other um, through this process. So, so we are all capable of doing this. We were born that way. We were born to be able to speak to the animals. Um, we were taught to use our words. And so we just forgot. So it was when I started taking the classes with Rebecca, it was a sense of remembering and it felt so right and so natural, very normal um, to be able to talk to them. Um, and it still does, you know, now you know, it just feels like very, very normal. This is, this is just where we live now. This is how I live. Um, I don't always talk to them. Um, it's not, not constant chatter. Again, I have to be in that space of deep belly breathing and clear mind um, and without a lot of chatter. Um, it's right brain. We have to move into our right brain, which is, um, our imagination, 
um, is in our right brain. Um, our left brain is uh, linear. Um, it's making our lists and driving our cars and, and um, you know, remembering things that we need to do today. Um, so we go back and forth from left brain thinking to right brain thinking. It's so interesting what you're describing. And, and to me, there is a sense of unity and connection with everything around, right? And I'm very curious. It's like, yes, you establish connection with them. And do you, do you have permission for them? Or do you ask some kind of permission for them to, to establish that connection? Like, how does that work? That's a, uh, yeah, so we, have, we need to be very polite with each other, just like humans. You know, I won't go up to uh, somebody on the street and just have a conversation, you know, barge in and have a conversation, they'll think I'm crazy, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what are you? Why are you here? Um, you and so, <laughs> Get and out so, of my space. <laughs> Uh-huh, exactly. And so with the animals, um, when I meet them for the first time, um, I introduce myself and let them know I'm with their human um, and that they invited me to talk. And let, I let them know that they can talk to me or not, just like a human. Um, and, but I let them know that uh, I would really like to have a conversation with them if they are willing. And usually um, if, it's, if it's something, um, if there's anxiety, I usually don't just start right in with, you know, um, the, the deepest stuff. It's just like, like us, uh, I, I use something I call share, check, share with the animals that we share a little bit about ourselves. We step back and check it out and see how that feels. And then if we want to share more, we can share more. Um, so yes, I always like to have uh, permission from the guardian, the human. Um, uh, um, once in a while, the animals will talk to me, um, you know, just have spur of the moment and have conversation on the street, but not very often. Um, so, you so can yeah, that as well, like animals coming to you. Mm -hmm. um, the one thing that I always, especially with uh, my clients, is uh, I tell their animals that they are my clients too. And if they have anything that they want to talk to me about, they can come in and talk to me, and I will get in touch with their human. Um, so, uh, a couple of years back, I was uh, talking to uh, a woman who rescues cats, and she had several cats. At the time, she had like eight cats, which is way too many cats. <laughs> but I have two you myself. Well, it depends, I guess, what size house you have. Um, but um, she, she, she's great, really great at rescuing cats and the cats show up at her house and then she rehomes them. And so I was talking to them um, one day and uh, like, I think it was the next morning, um, you know, upon waking, it's, it's that really kind of dreamy, nice state of, oh, I'm waking up, I'm waking up. And at the, the foot of my bed, um, etherically, um, there were eight cats, oh. <laughs> all eight of them. <laughs> and there was a spokes cat. And she said, um, we just want you to know we've had a conversation. We've all, we've all gotten together and we think we need one more 
litter box. And here's where it should be. It should be over here in this corner. And they described where they wanted it to be. And so I said, okay, I will make sure to let her know <laughs> that you need another litter box. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Wow, the animal lovers listening now, they're going to absolutely love this conversation. And I'm yeah. also getting curious, Lynn, um, has it ever happened to you that an animal's like completely taken over or like really, you know, showed up dramatically when you've been communicating with it? And how, how was that if, if it did happen? Um, I have a really good friend. Um, he's a dog. His name is Beamer. Um, and He'll take over. Um, I, I started talking to Beamer when he was quite young. He was uh, maybe uh, eight months old, and he's a, he's a show dog. He is um, he's a Visla, and um, he was a little. We wanted to make sure uh, his person wanted to make sure that he really did want to show. She didn't want to do anything that that he didn't want to do, and um, he so in agility he would he would um, get distracted and start sniffing. And so we worked on agility and um, some, other, some other things. And now um, a few years later, we are such good friends. And I just checked in with him yesterday. Uh, I just wanted to say hi. And all I feel is if he was in, in with me physically, he would be jumping all over me and licking my face. and on just on top of me and um and my heart just flies open and there's so much love and we're so excited to, to see each other and feel you know feel that love and feel each other and, and uh, he showed me all his new toys yesterday and he you know he loves his toys and oh he was just so happy and yeah and so I have to wait and let him calm down before we have any kind of conversation and sometimes it can be like five or ten minutes literally before he will calm down enough for us to have a conversation. But um, when we did finally meet in person the first time, he didn't, he didn't recognize me. Uh, he didn't know who I was. And his person and I were both like, Beamer, Beamer, it's me. Um, and so I talked to him telepathically instead of verbally. And he said, oh, I thought you were a radio station. I didn't know you were real. And I thought, well, oh yeah, he's never seen a picture of me. I've seen a picture of him, but his person never gave him a picture of me. <laughs> and so once he realized who I was, he then he did, he did start kind of climbing all over me. He was very excited um, to see me. And now we've seen, we, he, he lives quite, quite a distance from me. Um, so we don't get to get to see each other in person too often. But um, when we do, we are all over each other. <laughs> so. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. So I can hear also that opening of heart that animal communication has brought to you. What else has it brought to your life? Um, it has brought just a sense of well-being and grounding um so much joy um compassion i work with a lot of animals who um who are rescue so there's a there's quite a you know sometimes there's a lot of anxiety or 
separation, fear of separation, um, and just the peacefulness that I feel. Oh, it's so peaceful when I, a lot of times while I'm working, I can feel their anxiety, but as I feel it lessen or change and move, um, the peacefulness that comes over me, waking, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I feel so peaceful. Um, and when I go to bed at night, I feel peaceful. And I think this is a very good day. Um, it's just, it's an understanding, um, much more understanding of the animals. Animals are very intelligent. Um, but they much more so than we give them credit for. Um, and it's because I think we have two different languages, you know, they're, they speak to each other telepathically all the time. All the animals, all the species speak to each other telepathically. We are the only ones who don't, we wow. forgot. Um, and so when, when we think in those terms that all the animals are speaking to them, to each other, um, both, both the, um, you know, the, the domestic and the wild animals, um, um, we're kind of left out. <laughs> so if I'm understanding it right, different species can speak to other species, right? Mm -hmm. And then they're all in some kind of communication. Yes, yes, they're all in communication with each other. Um, uh, and so that to me is very amazing. Mm. Um, one time, my husband and I were taking a walk um, and we were out in the country and we're just, we're just walking and I, we were having a nice chat and a cardinal was in the woods and I heard him say, hello, Lynn. <laughs> and I just kind of went, oh, <laughs> how, how do you know me? Because <laughs> we're, we're about, you know, and it's not very far as, you know, as, as the cardinal flies, we're only a, a, a couple miles away from home. But when we're walking, it feels like, how do you know me from way over here? <laughs> well, yeah, they can, they fly, you know. But um, he said, everybody knows you. And I was very flattered that this cardinal. <laughs> You're like Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Nin. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. Um, it was just awesome that, yeah. that a cardinal would recognize me, you know, wow. uh, how does that work? <laughs> but then, you know, I, I kind of want to ask this question and I kind of don't at the same time, but I'm sure there are some occasions when you're speaking to people that want to communicate with their pets that may have gone missing or, you know, they don't know their whereabouts where, you know, the outcome isn't perhaps what they were looking for and, you know, how how do you deal with that in yourself how do you communicate that and like th that is something that i would just find super difficult i'd love to know how mm -hmm. you manage it i do talk to a lot of animals um uh, at end of life the majority of animals that i talk to that are lost have not died which i find very interesting um but I do talk to a lot of animals at end of life. And um, it sometimes, you know, it is, it can be, it's very sad when we lose our animals uh, uh, or people, 
you know, um, we've had a lot of animals in my lifetime and, and, um, but one thing um, they tell me is um, that um, the death, our death is the most important moment of our lives. It's not our birth, but it's our death. And they all go into the white light. We do. We're all souls. Um, um, the animal souls and human souls are no different. We're all white light. We're all pieces of the divine. Um, and our homecoming is uh, when we pass, when we transition, our homecoming is celebrated throughout the heavens. And, um, and we all meet again. We travel in soul groups. And so we all meet again. Um, and we're all connected no matter what. Um, I do talk to a lot of animals after they have transitioned also. And they always appear to me in their favorite bodies. So um, uh, their most healthiest self. Um, and um, they're always very excited and there's so much love. And as a matter of fact, as I'm talking about this, my cat Boots is right here with me. Mm -hmm. And he passed um, about eight years ago, but he was amazing. And he's, he's just letting me know that right now he's letting me know I'm doing a really good job and that he's, he's letting me know I, that he's really proud of me. And, um, and I'm letting him know right now as we're talking that I miss him. I still miss him, but I know that we're always together. Um, so it does help me to know that I, my um, outlook on death has changed dramatically since I started talking to the animals. Uh, um, it's just, it's, they are always so joyful and there's always so many um, guides and angels and ancestors, um, other animals that greet us every time. Um, and so I guess uh, also finding the compassion and feeling compassion for the animals when, when um, they're at end of life. And it really helps the humans to know what they want. Do they want help? Um, I, most of them do want, will take help. Um, I had, <clears throat> excuse me, I talked to one, um, well, well, there was one cat for a, a really close friend and, um, and she, didn't, she didn't want help. And she wanted to feel the entire process without help. And it was very hard on her human. Um, uh, but she did what her, what, what her cat wanted. And, um, and her, her transition was so beautiful. And when I talked to her after um, the cat and the human, um, uh, the, it was just, it, there was so much spirit there. And the, the human um, was very grateful that she did, um, did what um, her cat wanted. And so there's a real peacefulness there for, for the humans as well as the animals. 
in those that end of life. Um, uh, so, yeah, I always uh, just feel uh, there's dignity involved also, and integrity, and every and both the human and the animal receive that um, and and get and feel what they need, and the love that's there for the that the animals feel for the humans and the humans feel for their animals. It's so overwhelming and powerful. It's the most, one of the most beautiful experiences ever. Um, so yeah, so I have a whole different outlook on what death is. Um, transition, it's a transition and we all go into the white light. Oh, I find, I just find this deeply moving <laughs> um, beyond belief. That's how I'm feeling right now. I'm having goosebumps, um, feeling kind of tearful, actually. Mm -hmm. Remembering my cat, Lenny, that we had before mm -hmm. our three little uh, cuties that we have <laughs> now. And he's kind of in my presence. And just listening to you is just so real and magical and connected. And yeah, I, I, I don't have words, really. I think it's such mm -hmm. a very special quality to be able to bridge the gap between the languages um so i just want to acknowledge that you know i'm blown away by it honestly um and i'm also curious because i know in our session um you actually kindly said we were talking about spirit animals and you said you saw a, a black panther there with me when when we were speaking and I'm actually, McGenna is going to be surprised here, but <laughs> I would love to know whether you would see any spirit animal here with McGenna today. <laughs> okay, yeah, so let me just um, close my, oh yeah, elephant. Oh, Ooh. I love elephant. <laughs> oh, she's so motherly. Elephant is one of my spirit guides also. I love when oh. elephant shows up. Yeah, just really, she's always, you know, and the one thing about elephants is, well, all the females travel together, and then the males travel together, but the females take care of the babies, and and in their, um, their group, nobody leaves anybody behind, and all the other adults will take care of the, uh, the babies, and so nobody ever gets left behind. They're all... They're just such a beautiful species. Um, I love when elephant shows up. It's she's so motherly and just yeah, it just really takes oh, care you. of. I'm so touched. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I'm very touched. Yeah, um, I recognize that. Thank you. Uh -huh. Oh, you're welcome. Mm -hmm. Oof, there's a lot of emotions. In the podcast. I know. Huh? So many. And. Uh -huh. uh, Another random question coming from me. <laughs> you would expect nothing less. What brings out the animal in you, Lynn? Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> ah, now I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, the first thing I think of is being with my horses mm. um, and being part of the herd. Uh, I love being with the horses. My horses, I have two horses and they're in a herd of with about 36 other horses. There's a, it's a big herd. It's a very, very big pasture, very, very big. Um, 
And I love going out and standing in the middle of the pasture and just watching, watching the body language, watching who's by who, how they graze and they get very curious that I'm there. They also know me as the treat lady now, but um, <laughs> oh, I have a lot of friends. <laughs> but just standing with them and breathing, I think, um, you know, that the animal in me is, is about the breath and being right here in the moment. That's what um, the animals have taught me. Right here, right now, nothing else matters. Uh, the breath, feeling my belly rise and fall is, you know, um, I, I kind of live that way now. Um, I'm very aware of my breath and bringing that everything down in my mind, a quiet mind, the animals, you know, the animal in me and most animals uh, are most often they have really quiet minds, especially like horses. Um, horses are prey animals. And so they are in the moment, they're eating grass, they're just hanging out with each other. But if a plastic bag floats across the pasture, they all freak out, ah, someone's gonna kill me. <laughs> um, because they're, uh, they're always on, there's always some part of them that is on alert. And then they see, oh, it's a plastic bag, I don't have to worry. And they usually, Make that noise, stress that relief, mm -hmm. relieving the stress. Okay, because they don't want to hold that stress because then they don't have clear clarity. You need to have clarity at all times. Okay, so nothing's, oh, nothing. Okay, and they go back to just being. Um, and that is the nature, that is their nature. Um, and we can, yeah, so. That's, I learn a lot from them about, okay, uh, you know, if, if the fear or anxiety comes up, uh, do I need to, is there anything I need to deal with? Is it, you know, real or imagined? Deep breath. Oh, I'm okay. At this moment, everything is okay. I'm safe. Okay, I don't need to, that, that feeling can flow through, but it doesn't have to stay. I can let it go. Well, I can't always do that noise. <laughs> yeah. You've got us all doing it now. <laughs> yeah. But it's impressive. There is so much to learn from animals. Uh -huh. So much. The way they digest stress and deal with stress and move that through yeah. their bodies and let it uh -huh. go. Impressive. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, we can really learn a lot from body language also, as well as uh, listening telepathically mm. and yeah. body language. We, t we, we share so much about ourselves through our body language mm. before we even open our mouths, you know. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Lynn, do you, do you teach these skills to anyone? Yes, I love to teach. Yeah. love to teach um, and what I've found is uh, works really well on zoom um, I have been teaching for about a year now um, well, I began a year ago in October I started teaching um, on zoom otherwise I was teaching in person but um, and I now can teach students from all over the world 
Um, and so I teach uh, beginning animal communication, intermediate animal communication. Um, I taught, I, in this year I've taught, I taught a class on uh, going to the Akashic records. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, so I'm always coming up with uh, uh, totem animals. I can, could teach how to find your totem animal. Mm -hmm. I can, I could do that on, on Zoom also. Um, so it's very fun. What I do is set up, um, it's generally three, two hours at a time. Um, I, I usually teach on Tuesdays, let's say Tuesday nights, three Tuesday nights in a row uh, for two hours. And um, uh, by the end of class, everybody has talked um, to each other, one of each other's animals and their own animals. So there's usually two or three times when everybody gets the chance to talk to the animals themselves. Um, intermediate class, we just continue on with the beginning and um, just keep learning more, uh, more and more. So um, I will be setting up my 2022 schedule. Actually, um, I've meant to do that um, December 1st, but eh, that didn't happen. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, I, any day now, I will have my newsletter um, that has my schedule. And then my, my website will also have my schedule and my teaching schedule. So yes, I'd love to teach. Because um, we all, like I said, I think in the beginning, uh, we all have the ability to do this. So if yeah. the desire is there, we can learn. That's so great. And if you're listening and you're interested in connecting with Lynn, you can find the details of where to contact her in the podcast notes. Um, and I'm sure she'd love to hear from you, right, Lynn? Absolutely. I absolutely. Mm -hmm. I would. Wow. Oh, you know, we've said this a couple of times on podcasts, but I really, really could listen to you for hours on end. <laughs> Um, not only because I love animals, but also because you're so insightful and it's just incredible what you've shared with us today. Um, and wow, <laughs> I'm, I'm having this feeling of like, this is going to be so great for our listeners. I know we have a lot of people that are pet lovers amongst us. Um, and yeah, thank you for opening our hearts, our minds, our souls to different ways of communicating and, um, yeah, the language in which to speak to animals from and to. It's just so very special. Thank you. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here. Um, it's, it's a great start to my day. It's morning where I am. It's afternoon where you are. But it's a really great start to my day. Um, I, I'm just honored uh, to be here with you today. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Untaming Femininity podcast. Join our inspiring tribe of women on Facebook to experience a deeper connection with yourself and to feel the empowerment of female solidarity. Tune in next Sunday for your weekly dose of depth, lightness and heartfelt shares. <laughs>